as I mentioned, this is um, uh, a series that the Lord has dropped in my heart. It's called The Best Version of You. And uh, we are, it's a five-part series, okay? It's a five-part series. This is the second of the five parts. We will be taking a short break next week because we have a special speaker that will be speaking for the weekend, which is none other than Reverend Chris Lovell, who used to be our pastor in Glad Tidings. He actually used to be our pastor in Glad Tidings, helping out in the family life and, and develop. He is also one of those pastors who developed many teaching materials in, in our church as well. So we really appreciate his life. And right now, he's, he's here for a whole month that he, he will be walking, journeying with the church, even through some of the equipping courses and also be ministering in our service. So next weekend, Pastor Chris Lovell will be preaching uh, for the Saturday and also for the Sunday services. Following that, there will be Roger will be speaking, and we also have Donald. Donald Lim will also be speaking, and then we will have one more session at the end of July. All right, praise God. Okay, so this evening, actually, the Lord changed my message from the beginning of the week. I had something else in mind. I wanted to go on specifically for following uh, from last week, but uh, somehow. On Tuesday or Wednesday, I just felt a stirring to, to switch it. And, and uh, this was what the Lord says, a mind for more. A mind for more. You were created not to settle, amen? I said this last week, you were created not to settle but for more, amen? You were created not to settle but for more. But to have more, you need to get rid of small thinking and limiting beliefs. Many times, the worst battlefield is here. The worst battlefield is right here in our minds. It's not so much in the physical. The enemy targets the mind, the negativity, the mistrust, the doubt, the insecurities, the fear, the despair, the hopelessness. All starts in the mind. It all starts in the mind. Whether we succeed or we fail actually starts in our mind. I share this with, uh, when we gather a lot of the young parents who are expecting, we have this session called BIPS, which is the breastfeeding is best support. Okay, and uh, one of the sessions, the first part of this session, I actually encourage them and tell them this. In order to succeed in breastfeeding, because breastfeeding is very hard, very tough. How many of you have breastfed before and you know that it's not easy? It's not easy, yeah? But I always tell them this, it's not impossible. And the thing is, if you believe that this is the best for your child and if you believe that this is the way that you want to do it and you believe that, that this, um, this is really, you know, this is the natural way to go and that you really want to do this, half the battle is won. Because if you really are convinced that this is what you want to do, it will be done. And you can do it. So in fact, that is the beginning point. If people just believe and know in their minds first that this is the most important thing for their baby, and then they will be able to carry on, no matter how difficult the journey may be. Reverend Tommy Barnett. How many of you have heard before? Reverend Tommy Barnett. Reverend Tommy Barnett is, a, is known as a creative communicator. Okay, he's known, well known as a creative communicator. And one day, after he spoke in a large conference... Okay, a huge conference. A man came who was standing at the corner in the room, came up to him and said this to him, Pastor, that was a good sermon, but you can do better. 
Bao. How's that? Can you imagine? If he had taken it, if he had taken it wrongly or he had taken it in a very arrogant spirit, he can say, excuse me, you know what you're talking about. But he shared this at a friend's church when this, my, a friend of mine was celebrating 20 years in ministry. So he spoke right at this particular church and he shared this story. And in relation to that, he told this couple who was leading the church, so and so, last 20 years have been good, but you can do better. I remember this thing happening to me some years ago. After reading that, it jolted my memory. A few years ago, after preaching a sermon in Sunday service, you know, people will come up to you, oh, good job, Pastor, you know, thank you so much for the sermon, you know, and all that, yeah. But one lady, you know, one lady at the fellowship garden, she saw me and she went, huh, you are not bad, huh? not bad, are you getting better? Not bad, are you getting better? Wow, I was taken aback, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, excuse me, excuse please, huh, yeah, you think you're so clever, you preach, la, you prepare, la, huh, yo, you, you stand up there and talk, la, huh? you, you not bad, not bad, getting better, what wow. Then, <laughs> God bless her heart. But I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Because no matter how good you get, you can always be better. And the moment you start thinking that you're already there, you will stop progressing. The moment you start thinking that it's hopeless, it will be hopeless. The moment you start limiting yourself, it will, it will, not, it will not go any further. Because it all starts in the mind. It all starts in the mind. The old wine is good, but the new wine is better. I never want to get stuck in the, old, in the, in the good that I don't progress anymore. So, you know, you could be in a good place right now. You think, I think I'm, I'm being a pretty decent father, I'm being a decent wife, I'm being a pretty decent child, I'm, bringing, I'm, I'm actually a pretty decent worker like, in my office, you know, quite okay, well, you know, in my position, you know, pretty decent, like, my business is doing pretty decent, okay? But guess what? You can always be better. Turn to the person next to you and say, you can be better. Oh, come on. I mean, really mean it, lah. mean it. Mean it. <laughs> you can you can be a better grandmother, you can be a better mother, you can be a better child, you can be a better worker, you can be a better husband, you can be a better wife, amen? You can be better. You can always be better. Cannot get stuck in small-minded thinking. If you want to, new wine, then the best version of you to come out, you need to have a mind for more. Because if you think that it's permanent, it will be permanent. If you think that that it's all God, uh, it's, it's no hope, there's no hope for that situation, a lot of times, that's where you lose and a lot of things start to deteriorate. This is not a, this is not a name it or, and claim it message. You know, as long as I believe, I have positive thinking, you know, motivations, motivation speaking, you know, and then you believe it, like you believe it, and then you will have it. It's not. Because when the Lord spoke this to me, it was very simple truths, but yet, it's something that we all need to be reminded of over and over and over again. So I'm just going to share uh, 
lots of scriptures with you today because at the end of the day, your life has to be guided by the scripture, not by what you hear outside. Okay, so to have a mind for more, there are two scriptures, this particularly two scriptures that I'll be focusing on, which is in Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, and also in Proverbs 23, verse 7. All right, let's read this together. Let's stand to our feet as we read these two scriptures together. If you can't see it, then you've got to turn to your own Bible lah, to see it. Okay. <laughs> Can see? Can see? Because you're sitting in front. Just at the back. Maybe you want to turn around at the back. Also got a big screen there, right? Okay. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 says, 1, 2, 3. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher, and your ways are my words than your thoughts. Proverbs 23, verse 7. The next slide. Hard there. One, two, three. As a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. Father, we thank you, God. That God, you are such a limitless God. You are a God that is, your ways are so much higher than ours. Your thoughts are so much higher than ours. And we pray, Father, that Lord, today that there will be such a release and understanding of your word that we will be able, oh God, to have a mind for more because we were made for more and you have a great purpose for each and every one of our lives. Lord, we silence every voice of the enemy that limits us in any way. We silence it in Jesus' name. We believe, Father, there will be a release in the spirit. There will be a release in their hearts, oh God, to recognize that they are loved by a great big God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above what we can think or imagine. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. First and foremost, very quickly, is this. The word is... How to have a bigger mind, a mind for more, the first thing you need to do is guard it. Guard it. You need to guard your mind. Proverbs, just now we read Proverbs 23 verse 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The word heart and mind are many times used interchangeably. Right? And it's inter interesting for us to note here. That the word thinks, just now as we read, we saw that cute little monkey one, you know, yeah? As he thinks, as for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The word thinks in, uh, in Hebrew is called sha'a or shawa. Okay, it's pronounced as that. Which means to split open. Okay, to split open. If you really want to know what is inside a person and who a person really is, when you split them open, what is inside their mind? For what he has in his mind will be what will come out of his life. Whatever you allow to stay in your mind will sooner or later manifest in your life. Amen? Whatever you allow in your mind will sooner or later manifest in your life. Just like I said, if you open up the seed of, a, of an apple, okay? Of course, we can't plant apples here in Malaysia. Or, or in our in our temperate um, conditions, but if you go to overseas, you open apple and then you were to plant. What seed would you have inside? An apple seed, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no brainer, I mean, not, 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 It's not one, yeah. If you open an avocado seed, avocado inside it will be an avocado seed, lah, right? So the moment whatever that is inside, it will produce itself. So as a man thinks, so is he. So what is inside? 
year. If today we were to operate and open up your brain, what is inside? Blood, your cells, your whatever. Empty. <laughs> Let me check first. Let me check. Tung, tung, tung. Yeah, yeah, quite empty. <laughs> Cannot be empty. What is inside? As he thinks in his heart, so is he. So the first meaning that this word think in this verse, verse is called to split open. So if you think lowly of yourself and you don't believe in yourself, you are insecure, it will manifest itself through the way you act and portray yourself. Psychologists know that even as they deal with, with, with a manifest behaviour, they don't just deal with the manifested behaviour, they deal with the root of it. Why? Why did this thing happen? Because it's something that is inside. What are you allowing inside of you that is making you to be the person you are today? But very interesting, the second meaning of this word in this scripture is the word think also means gatekeeper or doorkeeper. Oh, I was like, wow, so clever. Wow. Like that, that's okay. Huh? Gatekeeper, doorkeeper. We have a responsibility to guard our minds. When you think, when you think you, it acts as a filter, the right, the wrong, the good, the bad, the black or white, the grey, we are in control of what we think. You decide what goes in and what comes out. From the beginning of garden, uh, in the Garden of Eden, He gave us a choice. It is a choice to allow certain things to come into our minds and whether we let it stay in our thoughts. So we'll have a choice of what goes in. Now, in the natural, I am the gatekeeper of my house. Correct? So I, I choose to allow who comes into my house and who I don't allow to come into my house. Right? People think tong, think tong. You can either say, most of the time you're hide like we don't want to pretend that nobody's at home, right? Or only I do that, is it? <laughs> you're like, I don't know, forget it, like, don't know who are these people, right? Don't want to lie on them or so. Ding dong, ding dong. If, you, if it's someone that you don't know, you won't let them in. But if it's someone that I know and I allow, because I'm the gatekeeper of my house, I open the gate, I open the lock, and I let this person in. And whoever I let in, I also entertain. Correct? Whoever I let in, just say Jason comes and visit me. I let him, I will entertain him. You, you need a drink? Ah? You need anything? Ah? You, you, the fan, okay? You know, the, the aircon, okay? I will entertain him. But can you imagine if I allow someone who I know has ill intentions and will harm my family, I allow this person in. I already know that this is not a good person, but I still let this person in my house, you know. And I entertain that person some more. I give him water to drink. I, 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 take, I, take, I take the nice biscuit, let feed him. What do you think will happen? This person may just harm my family and I, right? And I blindly 
allowed it to happen or openly, knowingly allow it to happen. I already knew that this is not a good person, but I still let this person in because I'm the gatekeeper to my house. And it's the same thing as being the gatekeeper to your mind. If you know that something is negative, you know that something is not good, you know that something is limiting, you know, but you know what? We allow it in. We allow it in to our minds. We allow it in and we entertain it. We allow it in and we allow unrighteousness, ungodly, filthy, malicious thoughts. You are inviting trouble into your life. And this will only impede God's best for you. This will only impede God's best for you because we allow it in and we entertain it. We feed it, we fuel it. You are the gatekeeper of your minds. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, verse 3 to verse 6 says this. Paul was very aware of how the enemy attacks our mind. And it's very interesting because when I always read this scripture, I thought that it was always talking about someone else, that you, you pray down and you take captive of other people's thoughts. But actually, it was talking about us. You and I need to take the captive of our own thoughts. Okay, it says here, for though we walk in the flesh, we, are not war, we, are not, we do not war against according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to, be, to punish all disobedience when your disobedience is fulfilled, right? Paul knew how important the mind and our thoughts are. He knew all these things can become strongholds in our lives. We, if we allow all these unwholesome things and all these things that are limiting our growth, limiting ourselves to be the best of ourselves, the best that He wants us to be into our mind, we entertain it, we give it our time, we give it our energy, it will soon take, take our minds captives. It will take our minds captive. The enemy is hiding in our minds. It is, it is its fortress and building a stronghold inside you. These thoughts are taking seed in your minds. You're not, you're not good. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're, you know, all these thoughts about lust, all these thoughts about unforgiveness, all these thoughts about bitterness, all these thoughts, everything. All these thoughts, when it comes into your mind and we fuel it and we entertain it, we give it time and energy, it will come and haunt you and it will cause you to not grow where God wants you to be. But what is God saying about you? Is God saying that you're not good enough? Is God saying, or is He condemning you of the past? Is He condemning you of all that, 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 he, that, that he has purpose in your life? But He says that you are loved, you are precious, you are workmanship, you're an apple in His eye, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are indeed more than a conqueror. Don't allow thoughts to separate you from God's idea about you and the situations you are in. The war is within us. Amen? The war is within us and the struggles to believe in God's truth and the devil's lie. Don't entertain the devil's lie. Don't make those thoughts comfortable in your minds. The moment we entertain thoughts about us that are against God's truth about us, we entertain a lie and we are warring against the very purposes God has for our lives. The very purposes that God has for our lives. 
I like this quote. It says here, Vigilantly guard your mind against erroneous and destructive thought as you would guard your house against burglars and assassins. Vigilantly guard your mind against this erroneous and destructive thought as you would guard your house against burglars and assassins. Would you allow burglars and assassins into your house? Hello? Will you? No. Then why are you allowing burglars and assassins into your mind? You know what these burglars and assassins' names are? Fear, anxiety, worry. I'm not good enough. His surname is I'm. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not like them. Why do we allow all these things in? Because these things, as you allow them in, it will affect you. It will affect how you want to progress in your life. It will. And the thing is, we allow it in. We allow it in and we entertain and we feed them with our time and energy. The mind or our thoughts are, the contrary, are contrary. A lot of the, our thoughts are contrary to His Word. And when our minds and our thoughts are contrary to that, it sets us up to not progress to be all that we, are, we can be. Romans 8 verse 6 says this, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. How many of you want life and peace? Yeah? We all want life and peace. So let your mind be governed not by the flesh, but let your mind be governed by the Spirit. It's life and peace. Our mind can so quickly be drawn away from God's way. It's not just, you know, when it talks about the flesh here, right? It's not talking just about the sinful nature. It talks about, it's talking about our human nature, our flesh nature. The you know, like how the psalmist says, Lord, our hearts are prone to wonder because we're so easy, you know, when we see a situation that is not going well, very easily we doubt, very easily we fear, very easily we retreat, very easily we say, you know, we cannot do this, we cannot go forward. But it says here, a mind that is governed by the flesh, by all that the human, humanly we understand because in the natural, you don't see it. In the natural, when we read the newspaper, in the natural, when you see situations happening, when, a, when somebody is sick, when somebody... In the natural, you see a deterioration. All these things come in. So a mind governed by the flesh is death, but a mind that is governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And I believe all of us need that life, that life and peace in us. Amen? No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what in the natural... It seems to be so difficult and it seems that you don't see that breakthrough. You still have that life and peace. Amen? A life and peace. You know, even for people who have gone through different moments of, of uh, healing and deliverance over and over again, you know, when you go for those, those healing and deliverance and and the Lord can deliver and heal you, definitely. But you know what? Many times, people allow the thoughts to come back into the mind and you return back to square one again. That's why it's repeated over and over and over and over again. Because of what we allow into our minds.
you are the gatekeeper of your mind. You are the gatekeeper of your mind. Your mind, you want a mind for more, you need to know so that you can be more, to do, to do more, then you've got to guard what goes in and what affects you. You see, this is how the progress goes. First and foremost, it has to be internally entertain, entertained. You must first internally entertain the, those thoughts and then externally spoken out. And then it's externally spoken out. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Right? Or do it. You think the thoughts before you act it out. From then, it's then exposed blessings or cursings, curses. For the thoughts are the seed of your life. Your life is your fruit. Okay? So watch your thoughts. This is a very common, script, common quote. That you say, watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch your words for they become actions. Watch your actions for they become habits. Watch your habits for they become character. Watch your character for it will become your destiny. And it all starts with your, with your, with your thoughts. David entertained, King David entertained a thought. He entertained a thought first. When he saw Bathsheba bathing, so he saw Bathsheba taking a bath without her Sheba. And he was so taken by it. Okay, half the congregation got it, but never mind. <laughs> it started with a thought. Wow, that's a fine-looking woman. What was he doing there in the first place? If everybody else was at war, he go and sit at his balcony watching people bathe. And then, he entertained the thoughts. It was fueled. He entertained those thoughts. He entertained them and he made plans. He spoke it out. He told them, send the husband to the front line. All these things were premeditated. So what thoughts are going in your mind, going over in your mind now? If you want a mind for more, if you want God to do greater things in your life, don't feed it. Don't feel thoughts which are not of the Lord into your life. Be a gatekeeper of your life, of your mind. Don't allow burglars and assassins to rob you of everything that God has for your life. Because all His plans are you are for good, to prosper you, not to harm you, and to give you a hope and a future. But you, God, whatever goes in. If you choose to feed it with all the nonsense and all the things, you just let the past keep on coming back, keep on coming back and keep on coming back to haunt you and to affect you, you will never progress beyond the next, to that next level. So number one, guard. Everybody say guard. Guard your mind, okay? Guard it. And secondly, it's this very simple. Align. Align. 
Colossians 3 verse 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Set your mind on things above, not things on earth. Set your mind here means set your affection. Entertain the things that are from above. Be in agreement, be in alignment with what God says about you, with what His Word says about you and your situation. You better learn how to align your feelings to the Word of God. You better know how to align your feelings to Christ because your feelings are going to lead you down the wrong road. I've learned this many, many, for many, many years. Not only will the devil lie to you, your feelings will lie to you too. Your feelings will lie to you. We sing the song, feelings, nothing but feelings. No chicha on the ceiling lah. How many times have we, have we had brothers or sisters, you know, some of you sat down with people and they talk to you and they share with you and then they're crying. They drive you up the wall because all the time they're talking about, you know how I feel. I feel this situation is so unfair. I feel, I feel, right? You know, this person doesn't love me. I feel my parents hate me. I feel, I feel. You better watch what comes out of your mouth. You better watch what comes out from that feeling. Because a feeling that is not aligned to what God has said for you is going to lead you not for more, but will really stump everything. Feelings will not lead you to where God wants you to be. Amen? Feelings that, because if your feelings are not lined up with the will of God for your life, you're going to feel that you're going to be led to the road of failure. You will not even be the best version of you, but you can only do that when you're standing on the Word of God. Amen? Build your beliefs and decisions upon His unchanging truth, no matter how your feelings or experience might try to debate it. Build your beliefs and decisions upon His unchanging truth, no matter how your feelings or experience might try to debate it. You know that the, actually, like the devil is so small. The devil is so small compared, and his lies are so, has no power compared to the word of God. But then, why does the devil's words, right? Why all these negative things, right? So, seem so real, seem so powerful? Because we fuel it. You choose to fuel something and give it power and give it, and give it that energy that, that, you, that, that is so unnecessary, and then all these things will, will cause you to be overwhelmed. We give it power. We fueled it, we fed it, we entertained it. It has no power until we believe it to be true and come into agreement with it. The truth is, God's way, God's word is much more powerful than his lies. Mark 9.23 says, Mark 9.23 says, Everything is possible for one who believes. So what do you believe? What do you believe? You know what I believe for you? I believe that every single one of us will experience in this season where a lot of supernatural things will happen and fall in line for you. Okay, only three people believe that for their lives. I believe with all my heart that God's going to align a lot of things in your life and you're going to see a lot of supernatural things happen in your life. Amen? And I believe with all my heart it will be like a merry experience. Like a merry experience when the angel of the Lord came to her in Luke chapter 1. It says the angel of the Lord came to her and spoke to her that Mary and, and, and said to her, you will conceive a child. You will be with a child. 
The angel of the Lord came into her, came to her and said, You will be with child. You will bear a son. Immediate response was this, but I have not been with a man. You will be with child, but I have not been with a man. You will be with child. And suddenly, suddenly, something happens. Her thoughts became aligned with what God wants to say about her. And she says this, Then Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your... Let it be to me according to your... Was she, be, was she ever with a man before she had Jesus? In the natural, that wasn't possible. But in the supernatural, as she aligned her thoughts, as she aligned her feelings with the word of God for her life, something happened. And Mary said, Behold, let it be to me according to your word. It's not let it be to me according to Google. Let it be to me according to my Facebook posts or my friend's Facebook post. Let it be to me according to your, to your word. And I believe in this season that God is going to do great things in your life, things that you never thought, never imagined, things that you, you can't even begin to, to grasp it in your spirit because it is so impossible. Like Mary said, I have not been with a man. I have not been with... God, the money is not in. God, the opportunity is not there. God, I don't see the end of this tunnel. But let it be according to your word that this great thing is going to happen. Start aligning your thoughts to what the word of God says. Start aligning your thoughts and your dreams to what the word of God says. Let me bring you to another scripture that talks about this. Don't, don't show the scripture first. And that's also found in Luke chapter... It's okay, la, show la, show la. You also show ready, but as well, show la, it's okay. Let me see this to you. The, there was another extraordinary thing that happened. Another supernatural incident that happened that brought them into deeper waters. And that was found in Luke chapter 5. When finally they became in alignment to the Word of God. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 6, it talks about how the multitudes pressed against Jesus to hear the Word. Remember, the multitude pressed against Jesus to hear the Word. So what happened was seeing a boat nearby, Jesus jumped into the boat and then he, he set sail apart a little, a little way from the sea, from the from the shore, and he sat in the boat and he shared the word. And after he shared the word, he turned to Simon Peter and he told them to, to let your nets down in the deep end. To let your nets down in the deep end. He says he got into one of the boats and he said to Simon, and he said, ask Simon to put out, sorry, verse 5, verse 4, he says, then he stopped speaking. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets for a catch. Let your nets down, and let down your nets for a catch. And let down your nets for a catch. For, and let down your nets for a catch. And what happened? Simon Peter's 
immediate response, if you read in Luke chapter 5, verse 6, was this. Master, we've been toiling all night. We have caught nothing. But what did Jesus say? Go into the deep waters and let down your net. But Master, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Doesn't it sound a lot like us? We've tried by ourselves already. And probably say, excuse me, you know, I, we are kind of like the experts like, in fishing, you know, kind of, you know, we are like the professionals. Who are you? you, you what, you're a carpenter's son. Because remember, uh, this, they are not disciples yet. He hasn't called them to be his disciples yet. They are witnessing him for the first time. They are meeting him for the first time right now at this sea here. But we are the professionals. Hello? You know, I, 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 I've been fishing, you know, since my, my father has been a fisherman. Now I'm the fisherman. I've seen all the tricks. And you, 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 you what? You carpenter's son. Okay. Carpenter's son. Okay. But we've been fishing the whole night and we've caught nothing. And, and, just for your information, fishing usually is done at night. Lah. You know how the fishermen, they will go out at night to see because they want to catch the, the, it, that's where the, the sea is, the ocean is cool and the fish will come up and it's dark and then they feel safer to come up to closer to the, to the surface of the water. So, <laughs> you ask us to go out now. Uh, this is like a bit hot already, lah, you know. Just like us. We have so many excuses. You know, when God tells you and you read His Word, and the Word says, trust me. But God, but God cannot like, don't you understand? You see, I trusted you, I'm still trusting you, but then I, I still have to do this. Lah. And, and uh, you know, there's no way I can get this deal if I don't use this other way. But God says, trust me. No, 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 God. But you see, there is no way if I don't say these certain things, right, or be mean, right, or, or be, be a bit more, um, uh, maybe, maybe cut the corners a little bit, right, for me to get this, this amount one, no, there's no way. I've toiled, we've toiled all night, but we have caught nothing. But suddenly, what happened to them? We have toiled all night, but we have caught nothing. And Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. At your word. Whose word? Your friend's, your friend's word, right? People's words affect us. People's words are always speaking things to us. But you better know what God says to you. And when you start aligning your thoughts, when you start aligning whatever that you have according to His Word, but at your Word, I will let down the nets. And the Bible says, the moment He let down His net, in verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. They caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. After the word was preached and Jesus told these guys, launch it, launch it, listen to the word. Listen to God's word. 
Stop listening to everything else. Junk music, everything. You'll be listening to so many things. Listen to God's Word. You will never know what God's Word is if you don't read it. We say, you know, we want to follow God's Word, but you don't even know what it is. How, how to follow? How to align? How? You don't even know. You don't even know where it's found. The Bible, I, I thought I heard somewhere. Lah. Maybe one pastor said it. Don't, don't, I thought, I thought. Look for it. Find it in the scripture. Go deep into the word. Don't just rely on weekend services to feed your, your soul and feed your spirit for one whole week. You need to get deep into the word. The word of God still breathes, breathes life into my life. Every time I read it, I get excited because he reveals new things. He tells me, huh? Align? How, what do you mean align? But it's true. Align. When you are aligned, if my thoughts are aligned to his ways, to his word, something supernatural happens. Something supernatural happens when you align with God. But it all starts with you reading His Word. When you, when you align the Word of God in your life, when you align with the Word of God, things, great things can happen in your life. You want a mind for more. You want a mind that, that, that is able to do even greater things than what God has already in place in your life. Then you've got to guard your mind. Guard your mind from what goes in. G-I-G-O-N. Garbage in, garbage out. I'm serious. It's real. You garbage in, garbage will come out. But if you feed and you guard it, you guard what goes inside here. You don't allow evil thoughts to fester. You don't allow all these negative thoughts to fester. You bring it to captive. You, you, you say, God, in the name of Jesus, take captive of every one of those thoughts that says that is against and is opposed to you in the name of Jesus. This is not what God says of me. I am more than a conqueror. I am what He says I am. And you align to His Word. Even when it doesn't seem in the natural you align it. Because the moment you align it, something supernatural will take place in ways that you never thought or imagined would happen. Amen? You know, I just want to end with this very short testimony. For many years, I was under the impression that humility meant not wanting more. Humility meant not desiring to do more or to be better. I mean, you know, it will it will naturally happen to you, lah. You know, God will God God will uh, oppose the proud, you know, and 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 lift the humble. And so it was like all this while, you know, if if you do well, oh yo 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 yo, please 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 please, it's not about you, ah, it's not about you, okay, it's not about you. Please humble yourself. It's all about Jesus. Yes, it is. I credit everything that has happened in my life definitely because it has been God's grace over my life. Nothing of my own. But it came to a point where this humility became something that I, I'm so scared to want to do more. I'm so scared that, you know, once I agree or initiate anything, it looks like I'm being proud. You think you're so clever, huh? You can take one more, man. 
it was a limiting belief that was over my life for many, 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 many years. And it took someone from outside to say this to me. You know, in that situation, you cannot understand it, you cannot see it. And you think you are doing a lot already, you know, because you, you think you're doing a lot, lah, because, you know, you, you do, you're humble, you know, cannot, cannot do anymore. It's like, just be humble, lah, yeah, be humble. Someone from outside told me this. person said, you have been involved in low-level input for far too long. I'm like, oh, what in the world is that? So, high, so, 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 so deep one. You have been involved in low-level input for far too long. You were made for more. Wow. That was a moment where I said, be unto me according to your word, according to your promises. Let it be done in my life. Something broke through when that person said that. And today, I want to speak that into your spirit as well. Don't allow these limiting beliefs to stop you from going further with the Lord. From being better than what you are at your workplace. From being better as a parent. From being better as a child. From being better in your relationships. Because you were made for more. Amen. I want you today to take hold of it in your spirit to say, yes, God, I will align with your word. I will align with your word. Whatever your word says, be it unto me according to your word, not according to the natural circumstance, not according to what the, what it's a, the process that is supposed to happen, you know, like how Mary is supposed to be with a man, then she can be pregnant. Like how these, these uh, disciples, before they became disciples, these fishermen, they knew that they had to fish at night. They knew that they had toiled all night. But according to your word, because of your word, I will let my nets down. So that I get into deeper waters with you. A mind for more, because God has more for you. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, guard it. Align with God. Amen. I want us to do this this evening. I want some body ministry to take place. I want us to pray for one another. Okay? If you, if you can, if you can, or if you would like to, okay, you don't have to pray husband and wife, you can turn to somebody else and pray for the, the person. I want us to do this. I want you to share one thing that seems to be gripping your mind. And you know that it's reoccurring. When it's always recurring. It's like uh, worry, perhaps. Anxiety, perhaps. Or a self-limiting thought that says, you know, I, I don't have the resources to do this. And I want you to share this with the person. Both of you share it with each other. Then after that, I want you to pray for each other. And I want you to really pray and ask God to take captive of that thought and bring it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because those thoughts are not from God. Those are feelings. Those are voices that the enemy wants to instill in your life. Because he wants more for you. God wants more for you for your, in your life than the enemy does. So he will always whisper in your ears to tell you you're not good enough. You're not like the rest. Your business is not going to flourish. He will whisper. 
but you need to bring all those thoughts captive and bring it to subject it to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen? So I want us to do body ministry today. I'm not going to ask anybody to come up, but we're going to do this together and then we're going to sing this song by Surrounded one more time. And then we're going to declare that really, this is how we fight our battles with the Word of God in our lives and recognizing that His presence is with us. That we are who He says we are. You guard what comes into your mind. You guard it. Guard what comes into your mind. When you, every, every time you speak to someone and they tell you, you know, if, you, if it's a believer, it's a fellow brother or sister and they're telling you they're going through situations, I want us to say this to them. Align it with God. Align those thoughts with God. Those, those are not what God is saying of you and of this situation. He says it is possible for everyone who believes.